The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and as we do every week, we're going to continue to bring you top-shelf guests and information and topics to help you in your quest to be the best. Our topic today is the keys to establishing a successful brand to create customer demand that's right that's right you know and we're always hearing people talk about the importance of your brand and everything every organization has a brand it doesn't matter if it's for profit or if it's if or not for profit whether it's a, a church that has a brand and transforming a brand requires more than simply just writing a new marketing and advertising strategy it requires you to establish and define core values that your customers, your audience will find credible and also align with that also aligns with their beliefs and values. And so my guest today is going to share with us his thoughts and ideas on how to elevate elevate your brand to create that customer demand to help I create that customer loyalty we are all looking for. We're all looking for. So let me tell you about our guest today. His name is Jonathan Pleska. And Jonathan is the CEO and co-founder of Geared Agency. And Jonathan specializes in high-end, detailed, result-oriented solutions regarding your branding and even your marketing campaigns. And over his career, he has worked with many prestigious clients and past firms including the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, the NCAA, Coca-Cola, Disney, and the NRA. And you have a lot of initials there, Jonathan, and many, many more. And his experience and knowledge of creating projects for these companies has transferred over to how he approaches his business and his clients' ideas, brands, products, and marketing. He's also the co-author of the book Journeys Forward and is co-owner of realflame.com that's r e e l flame.com and Jonathan I would like to welcome you to the show I appreciate that Ty it's great to be here Yes sir it's a, it's as a matter of fact I know uh, we just finished watching the Super Bowl, and that was one of the Super Bowls where you actually did some design for them. What what was that you designed for them? Well, that one um, we we didn't work on. It was back when I was um, working at my previous or at a previous firm before I started my venture. Uh, I worked on uh, Super Bowl 
45 and 46. We worked on the, the flip coins. I did all the photography for the coins uh, before they, um, you know, for the, for the mock-ups for the site. Um, but we worked on the, uh, the vector illustrations as well as the, uh, as I said, the photography for the promotion pieces as well. Um, when I was working back at the Highland Mint. Okay. So, but I give credit to the Highland Mint because they, uh, you know, it's, they, they do a lot of great pieces and, uh, collectibles. And I had a great opportunity of being able to work on such prestigious pieces. Okay, very good. Well, you know, we've done some work together, and I was really impressed with the the work that you did for me and the attention to detail. (laughs) So I I want to have you on the show, and I want to go ahead and just get right into it. Let's talk about uh, the the foundation of a brand. What brand foundation advice would you give to anyone that's looking to to grow their, their brand to expand their business model? Well, um one of the things that I would say is brand foundations, when, when you're building them, it's not a sprint. It's, it's an endurance run. And what I mean by that, it's, it's kind of like having a child and you have to take care of the child. You have to feed the child. You have to continue to help it grow over time. And eventually you'll be able to be self-sustainable. Uh, some of the companies that I look at, that I really um, try to model after two in particular. I really like Apple stance and also Disney. And I'll tell you why Apple, whenever they're wanting to come out with a product, um, any type of service, you know, they always ask three questions. They always ask what, how, and why, but what makes Apple different from every other company is the fact that they actually reverse the order of the question. So they really ask why, how, what, why are we doing this? How, how are we going to achieve it? And what is the end product? And if you take that mentality into your business and do and, and really focus in on your why, why are you doing this? Are you passionate about it? Or is it going to help people? Then the how and the what will fall right into place. Uh, another example, as I said, uh, Disney. What I love about Disney is the fact that in everything that they do, they tell story. They immerse you into this story and they create this emotional connection with that story. And you just, you dive right into it. You, you know, it grabs your heart and you continue to want to experience more and, and experience it all over again. So if you are able to, take those two things and apply them to your business, uh, you're going to be successful. And it's, it's, it's always been interesting to me how, first of all, with Apple, when they are bringing out a new product, they just send you a very simple, uh, not complex email that may have yes. a picture and just a few sentences. And the next thing you know, you find yourself drawn to the website where you can find out more about that particular product. Uh, and, and how in the world, the day that they launch a product, they have lines around the corner, around the block. That just always amazes me every time they come out with something new. I, I couldn't agree more. And it all goes back to their why. Their why is the fact that they want to make people's lives easier, more convenient, and through a product that's excellent. And because of that stance, you have 
millions upon millions of people lining up to buy that product. But again, they, you know, besides the fact that they make a lot of money, their initial concept is really focusing in on the consumer and how can we make their lives easier. And you, and that's exactly right because two of the things that when I when I think of the name Apple, I first think of something that's going to be innovative, mm-hmm. uh, something that you hadn't considered before, but and it's also going to be really easy to use. Those I, are, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so those are the two things that come to mind when we think about uh, them. And you say Disney tells a story. And that's one of the things, being a keynote speaker, I have identified is critical in being able to bring your audience in in order to get them to embrace you is, is the, the, the ability to, to, to tell a story of, or storytelling. And you said that Disney uh, is very successful at that, right? Yes. Okay. So what are some of the other important factors you should consider when having an agency design your brand identity? Well, uh, a couple things that I want to touch in on about this. One, it's all about your foundation. You, you look at what you really want in life and you say to yourself, you know, the current foundation that I have, can it handle that end game goal? Can it handle that vision that I'm wanting to uh, accomplish? And, you know, a better way to really illustrate this, let's say you have a dream of building a mansion, right? Uh-huh. But you can't build a mansion on a foundation that's meant for a one story home. So you really need to go back to the foundation and lay it out so then it can handle that mansion. And it goes back to the business as well. I mean, how big is your vision? And focus in on that initial foundation. And it can always go back to those three questions of why, how, what. And those three questions will drive everything else from the identity to all the collateral to everything that you're wanting to build from then on. Okay, now, do you have any examples of where someone, uh, maybe a company that we know, uh, may have had uh, a crisis because their foundation was not correct? Or do you have any examples of that? That is, uh, that is a good question. Well, uh, let's see. A, a good company, here, here's a really good one, I think, uh, Pepsi. If we look at the difference between Pepsi and Coke, Coke's foundation uh, is is timeless. The way that they've changed their foundation over the years has been minimal. Now, if you look at Pepsi, Pepsi has always been number two. And the reason they've always been number two is they never have been able to have made that emotional connection with their audience compared to Coca-Cola. And they've changed their identity and their stance and their image so many times throughout the years that you almost have a disconnect with their brand and a distrust because it doesn't have that consistency compared to Coca-Cola. Okay. Okay. And I mean Coca-Cola for example, if I if I remember this correctly, they have even patented uh the shape of their bottle. Yes, and even the red, the red that they use the hue for all of their pieces is patented as well. So if you get anywhere near close to that red or the bottle shape, you're not going to have a good day. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Uh, we have a couple more minutes before the break. So what are some other important factors that uh, we should consider uh, when we are having an agency design uh, our brand? Well, uh, a couple of the things I would say is, is that agency really listening to what you want? You really need to have a group, a team that listens to what your goals are so that that team can set a foundation to achieve those goals and beyond. Another thing you always want to look at, too, is who is your narrow-casted target audience? And I'm not just saying your general audience because most people will say, oh, you know, I really want to hit between like 18 and 44, that age range, you know. But this is really getting down to the nitty-gritty about that audience of, you know, how much how much are they making? You know, how big is their family? What type of shoes are they wearing? You know, what other types of products are they buying? And really getting into almost getting into their lives and, and really living in their shoes. And once you know that audience, you can communicate and relate to them in a way that there's no other option but to buy your service, your product, your offering. Okay. And, and that's a great point because we've talked on the show on several other occasions about the importance of listening. And, you know, one of the things I always say is we're all in sales because we're trying to influence decisions, but we're trying to influence decisions based on the needs the other person has. We're trying to do what's in their best interest. And the only way to help them get what they're looking for is to listen to understand how many times have you seen and we got to take a break and man we can talk about this when we come back but i've seen so many times where someone comes in to talk to me where i'm the client and they have a preconceived notion of what they think they want to sell me and darn it i'm gonna like it <laughs> so and so they aren't really listening to me they are listening enough for me to think that they are listening but they already have a preconceived notion of what they want to sell me. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Then we're going to continue on about ways to create a successful brand. This is Ty Manor, and you're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. And my guest today is Jonathan Pleska, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Geared Agency. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Want to be empowered to take your leadership skills to the next level in your business? Tune into A Sharp Outlook, Best Practices for Success, with host Angela Sharp, using industry-specific materials, toolkits, and expert guests from all facets of business. Our program will empower you to develop a strong core in your business leadership, infrastructure, growth, and technology. A Sharp Outlook airs live every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T Y E at T Y E M A N E R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. And the topic today is the keys to establishing a successful brand to create customer demand. And my guest is Jonathan Pleska. And Jonathan, before the break, we were talking about how important it is for whatever agency that's working with them to really listen. And I was talking about how sometimes, you know, agency comes in with preconceived notions. I've seen this in, in all types of business of what they think they want to do for you. And they haven't first established what you're looking to accomplish or who your audience is. Can you talk to that and, and maybe share some examples where you've seen that actually uh, hinder the effectiveness of a brand or any, any stories around that type of topic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I can actually give you an example of how to work in that specific scenario too. Uh, let's say uh, if if we were working with a client that they have a you know they have a passion, they have an idea, that, but they the way that they want to go about doing it is not a great way of of doing it. Like they, um, it, it's just not hitting the mark with that target audience. So one of the things that we would do is we would actually design exactly what they were looking for and and give them everything that they wanted. But to give them even more value, we would also design a series of our solutions and how we would communicate to that audience. So then they can compare between the two of saying which one would actually work better in this specific scenario. And usually our solutions would end up over trumping theirs, but it was never about being right or wrong. It was more about the the best interest for the client because one of our, our sayings is that, you know, we're only as good as our last project. And we want to make sure that every project that we work on is successful and is beneficial and has a return on investment for our client. And that's going to take us into the next question. But, you know, I, what you're talking about really, and I talk to my audience about this quite often, is really being a business ally to mm-hmm. your client, you know, not just a vendor, a vendor is just happy to have some work. So the vendor does exactly what the customer wants, even if they know that's not truly going to be in the customer's best interest. Uh, someone who's a trusted business advisor or a business ally really pushes back sometimes on the customer because of your experience. You know what it takes to get them where they want to go. And I, and I have to confess that when we were working together, I mean, I don't know design. <laughs> That's why I hired you. Uh, but at the same time, I may have had some ideas sometimes you just plain knew was not going to get me the outcome 
I, I desire it. So you tactfully and professionally push back. And really, as the customer, I appreciated that because that's not my forte. So uh, <laughs> I'm good. Well, well, I, um, it's it's great that you bring that project up. Uh, up. That was actually a, a really really great project to work on. Um, but no, absolutely. I mean, I it's as I said, you know, it's never about being right. It's always about having the best interest um, for the client that we're working with. Uh, because if if they end up getting a return on investment on whatever we create, we're going to continue to play and we'll keep building different things and 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 moving forward together. And that's what it's really all about is, you know, how can we create different things, help many other people and, and still be able to continue coming up with new ideas and building them and moving forward. And you mentioned a couple of times the return on investment. And one of the things I say when I'm talking to people about training and, you know, training is, it can, can be expensive, but the only way to get the outcome they're looking for is to train their people. And one of the questions I've asked is, can you get a return on an investment without first making the investment? So my question to you, Jonathan, is how can the initial investment of creating a brand? I mean, people have budgets and, they, and a brand is, is an intangible. You know, it's not a copier. It's not a building that they can see. So how can the initial investment of creating a brand foundation payoff in the long run? Well, uh, before I answer that, one of the things that I would mention too is it's never about resources, but resourcefulness. And when you're looking at building something that is of a high end value, you know, it's, it's all about how resourceful are you to be able to, to make that happen. You know, even though your bank account might not have that much assets in it, it's, it's all about that resourcefulness. Um, one of the things that we do with our clients is, you know, they might get a sticker shock from seeing some of the estimates that we send out. But, you know, we, one of the things that we do is we, we could break things down into smaller monthly increments to help the client to be able to start thinking about a marketing budget. And with that in mind, they continue to grow and they'll add to that budget and then it, they can really start playing a great game within business. Um, but back to your question about uh, how can a brand foundation pay off with the right brand foundation, you are going to connect with the audience that you're wanting to work with. What ends up happening is when you're, when your brand, even when your brand identity, just if it's a different color, if it's, if it doesn't have the type the right typeface foundation, uh, the the, um, the tagline isn't of any interest. All of these things go into the into playing with um, how it can have a return on investment for you, and you have to make sure that all of those things are tying together in one cohesive story to be able to have your future client connect with you to be able to actually make business happen. And I said, you know, uh, again, as, as you uh, reiterated before, we're always selling something. And if you don't have the right tools to be able to reinforce your message, and what I mean by tools is your foundation, you're not going to be able to close the deal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is it something that, is it really, is that something you can really measure? I mean, can someone enhance their brand 
change their brand, and there's really m- metrics that they can see where they can identify, wow, this made a difference in our revenue, in our sales. Uh, we're getting greater exposure uh, as a result. It, is that possible? Is it, is it really possible? I can I can tell you just from my own personal testimony of when I rebranded myself um, and and the agency because when we initially started we were just a graphics company we just really focused in on the design aspect and and that was it that's that's all that we focused in on and you know the income revenue model was okay it was you know it was we can work with it but it's not where we wanted to be. So once we ended up rebranding into an agency, the, I'm not even kidding. At least three days after uh, we rebranded into an agency, I started getting offers for joint venture partners. We started getting uh, questions about higher end projects and and being able to create higher end solutions just because we did that initial tweak from a graphics company to an agency. And we really gave the, uh, the high end look and feel of having people understand that if they come to us, we are going to solve their problem. We are the team that will solve their, their initial problem. And that was our goal. Our goal was to be able to connect with our clients and whatever question that they might have within branding or marketing, we could take care of it for them. So, and, and we've, we've succeeded. Now, as, as we, as time goes on, we're going to continue to grow and continue to refine that process. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just making that initial step. If something is not working, start with a small tweak and, and then go from there. But never give up on the fact of, you know, whether it's changing a name or, you know, the whole image together. You know, if you have a, a good looking and feeling brand identity and message, you know, it's just it could just be that small tweak. But if it's something that's just atrocious and you know it's not working, then it's all about going back to that initial foundation uh, and, and, and starting over. Okay. So basically, it sounds like what you were just telling me is you basically changed uh, maybe even your name, your message, uh, and just from that, people's perception or your clients and, 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 and prospects' perception changed about you just from that little metamorphosis that you did. Yes. Okay. All right. That's uh, <laughs> That's very interesting. And, you know, and before we go to the break, because we're talking about brand and we have uh, individuals who are just starting companies listening to us and we have some Fortune 100 companies listening to us. For just common practical purposes, can you give a, a, a basic definition of what a brand is so we're all on the same page? Well, the definition of a brand, and here's the funny thing. You know, a brand is, is, there really isn't a simple definition for it, but I guess the best way that I could really explain it is it's everything that, that you stand for, everything that, um, y- your message, your why, um, your identity, your, your, your collateral, 
you know, it's, it's so much more. It's that emotional connection that you create with, with the, your future client and, and your company message and stance. So, I mean, the brand itself is how people perceive you. How do you want people to perceive you when you walk into the door, when you present your, your offering? That, that's what it's really all about. And presentation is everything. Okay. All right. And, you know, now that I think about it, when I started my company, it was Ty Maynard and Associates, and we just had this cool-looking, uh, it was like IBM. You know how IBM has the bold I, B, and M, mm-hmm. which, which stands for International Business Machines, where we had the T-M-A. And then when I changed my logo and my brand, because I believed, which has happened, I wasn't just going to be Ty Maynard. I was going to be worldwide. So as a part, if anyone looks at my logo now, it has the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually now we have trained in other countries. And so your, your perception of you has to start with you, and other people will embrace it. We started getting calls to, to uh, do uh, keynote speaking in, in Portugal and Puerto Vallada and Costa Rica and just other parts. And, and now as I look at where my company is going, I projected that in my brand. <laughs> it's, it's all about that foundation because with that foundation, you lay out what your goals are, what you really, really want. And the only person or thing that can really stop you from grabbing that is you. That's right. That's right. Okay, good stuff, man. Uh, listen, it's time for us to take another short break. Jonathan, I, I know you listen to the show. I always say this is the fastest hour of the week, and it's time for us to take another break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. And my guest today is Jonathan Pleska. He is the CEO and co-founder of Geared Agency. We're going to take a short break, and we'll talk to you in just a few moments. Stay tuned. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network game-changing technologies are transformational exciting and disruptive for a reason they shake up the status quo they get you thinking about new ways to scale compete and grow they move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take a coffee break with Game Changers on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top big data innovators. Learn about emerging big trends and technologies and how you can grow your business and profit. Start up Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Tune in for What About Wealth every week. To learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. (laughs) 
listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Jonathan Pleska, and we're talking about how to elevate your brand to create customer demand. And I had to laugh, Jonathan, because sometimes I'm listening to the intro music, and I start jamming to it, and I... <laughs> to remember, hey, I have a show. Uh, there are people waiting for me to bring us, bring us back in. So we're back, and you know, we were talking about before we left. You're talking about the identity foundation, okay? The core, okay? Uh, asking yourself those tough questions. What are you looking to accomplish? What's your vision for you? Where you want to go? Where you want to grow? So, what's next after you have this identity foundation? Well, after you have the foundation all finalized and, and ready to go, the next thing I would really focus in on is, you know, where where's your client going to be? You know, how are you going to communicate to them? How are you going to present to them? And most people and, and most clients, uh, you know, they always get, you know, some printed collateral, you know, they'll focus on their website and, you know, they always focus on how it looks. But I always dare to ask them the question, how does it feel? And what I mean by that is uh, beyond the emotional impact, when you hand them a piece of collateral that you are promoting, when you hand them a business card, how does it feel within their hand? You know, when you make that connection, it that even the type of stock that it's printed on is so important to relate back to the overall stance of what you believe in. If it's high quality, you better well have you know a very high quality stock that you're printing on to match the overall focus of your brand uh, another uh, another idea as well is you know let's say you're wanting something simple your brand has to do with the idea of simplicity you know you could do collateral that's printed on the simplest shape possible, a square. Instead of just doing a, a rectangular piece, you could always do a square piece. And and that just itself, the way that that feels in your hand, it's just, it's unique, but it goes with that idea of simplicity being key. Uh, but it's, again, you know, going back to what is next, once you figure out where your target audience is, now we have to go after them. And by going after them and saying, you know, where are their eyeballs at? Are they on online? Are they on? Uh, are they at networking events? Are they in coffee houses? Wherever they're at, you know, and, and, and bring the experience to them. Okay, you know, you just made a comment about. Uh, where's your client going to be and whatever it is you're putting in, in their hand. How do you feel about it? How does it feel? Is it quality? Does it represent you well? And I'll never forget when I was uh, working on my book, which is basically the show, the radio show is named after my book. My book is Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. When it came down to, okay, do you want this in uh, paperback 
or do you want it to be bound, you know, hard cover? Based on how I saw myself and how I wanted people to see me, I didn't think the paperback would give me that quality and that that reputation of excellence as a hard uh, cover that was nicely stitched, that had the gold uh, leafing letter, gold leaf lettering mm-hmm. on on it when you took the the sleeve off, the jacket off. That made that's what I decided because that's how I wanted to be perceived. Okay, top shelf quality. And you're right, that went into my thinking. The book was the book was done, but but now how do I do it? Paperback or hardcover? And I chose mm-hmm. hardcover based on how I wanted to be perceived by my audience. So that's a great point. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh well, I, the other thing I was going to say too is you know even beyond a uh, you know paperback or hardcover. I mean I've seen uh, you know you you could have die cut. You can have um, custom shape books if you wanted to. You can have uh, you know one of my favorite stocks. I love uh, satin or um, or silk. You could do spot UV, you can do raised ink, you, can, you know, there's so many different options of being able to create an experience. And especially since, you know, being human, humans are very tangible creatures. We love to touch and feel and, you know, so to be able to take that experience of your brand and be, have them be able to feel the quality of it, that's just, you know, another level of um, brand foundation and identity. And, you know, it's interesting, Jonathan, and you tell me how common this is. Is it uncommon? Uh, but believe it or not, when it came to the jacket for my book, uh, I had four or five options. And I have a tendency, I guess I realized, to be on the conservative side. Uh, I really liked the option that was given to me that was ultra conservative and when I would do my workshops, I would just show my audience, okay, which of these do you like? They prefer the big, bold color, the red and the black. And and now I'm like, really? So basically, my audience kind of helped me establish what my book cover was going to look like. And it was not what I thought they would like. Mm-hmm. So can you speak to that? I mean, how how often do you let your audience kind of help you pick something? I mean, or should it just be your thing and you, you live you live or die by it? Well, sometimes uh, your audience knows you better than, than you do. And it's as weird as that is to say, they can instantly see the type of brand that you're wanting to create and critique you on it within five seconds. But when we look at it, it takes, sometimes it takes years to finally figure it out because we're so emotionally connected to it. But if you have somebody just look at it critically without having any emotional tie to it, they can instantly see the genius that you're missing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's where, uh, and I was going to say, and that's where it really comes back to having a team and agency that does this on a daily basis to be able to be working with you uh, to to see the genius that you're missing out on. Right, right. And we need it. And sometimes we don't even recognize it because I thought I just had the coolest name for my book. Right. How about this? You ready for this, Jonathan? Uh, I'm waiting. OK. Essential selling skills. Whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just thought, okay, that's it. And man, I let I, I told some people about it. I gave them the name. They said, Really? 
really, if I was looking at a bunch of books, uh, if I was at Barnes and Noble and I was looking at a bunch of books and I had these other titles and yours just said essential selling skills, they said, Ty, I would not pick it up. And they told me, you have to, it has to be exciting enough to at least make me put it in my hand. And if if I get it in my hand and I flip through it, the chances are I may take it to the cash register. So what I ended up with was something that was kind of racy and edgy for me. Forget patience. Let's sell something. You know, and uh, I just thought it was interesting. I thought essential selling skills. Oh, man, everybody wants that. No, they don't, you know. I first have to get it in their hands. And so that's how I ended up coming up with that title. Well, I, and again, I love the title that you have now. I mean, forget patience, let's sell something. That's what I really like about that and why people connect with that is the fact that it sounds more like a conversation rather than a textbook that you're going to be learning in a business class. This is a conversation. It almost sounds like a coffee conversation. You know, it's that's that's what I really like about it. It just has that that emotional connection to your audience of being able to just be real with them through your writing. And that's that's I think that that you hit it right on the head there. Okay, very good. Very good. Well, we have a few minutes before uh, our next break, maybe about four minutes or so. Let's go ahead and get started with another question. And I just want to know what are some of the elements needed to create a marketing focus web presence you know let's say face the internet is huge today and we have so many extensions of the internet with the social media so so what are some of the elements needed today to create a a market focused web presence well uh to give you an example the issue that we see all the time is that we're always told okay you know i i have my business i need to get online and i need to get a website up but the client thinks once we have the website up that's it Everybody will start flowing to you. Every, you know, everything is, is, is happy. Everything is, is great. But it's, it's the complete opposite. You, know, you really have to sit down and focus on what do you want your website to do for you? Because the whole point of having a website is to make your life easier, is to make things come to you. So when, you, when the viewer goes to your website, what do you want them to do once they get there? What are your call to actions? How simple is it to find what you want them to do once the, you, they get on the website? And that's what we're really good at is designing a custom web interface that guides the viewer's eye from one place to another in the hierarchy of having them do what you want them to do once they're there. And that is where once you have that web foundation built, you start to add to it, refine it, add, add more content, you know, more value for the client to keep going back there or the viewer to keep going back there to, to keep up with you. Okay. And, you know, that's a very valid point because I established, I created uh, a website several years ago. And because of technology, now, my website was not as user-friendly because more people are going to websites with mobile devices. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I created it, it wasn't as prevalent. So now I had to, to change things in order to help appeal to my audience. So that's, that's a very valid point. And not a, many of us uh, pay attention to that. As a matter of fact, I had someone recently who was listening to the show. They had gone to my site and they were trying to go from a mobile device and they said, wow, you know, 
is not as friendly. And I said, you know, that's an excellent point. I appreciate you pointing it out to me. We are in the process of launching uh, a new site, which should be up in the next couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. So uh, we have to pay attention to all of the details regarding that brand and establishing it. And let's talk about this. We we have uh, about two minutes before our next break. Uh, let's talk about a brand with emotion. A brand with emotion. How can how can we achieve that? Well, in order to achieve that, I want to share with you an example of a brand with emotion. Uh, I know you. Everybody probably watched the Super Bowl uh, recently. Um, one of the brands that I will always go back to uh, is Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about Coca-Cola is even in their tagline, they're already achieving emotion in a call to action. And their tagline, if, if for those that don't know it, which I don't think there, there isn't anybody that doesn't know it, is, is open happiness. And everything that you see within that commercial, I mean, they, usually when I see the commercials, they're always having cute animated bears, something that, that, that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But again, it goes back to that idea of opening happiness. And when you open happiness, it's that idea of opening a can of Coke, opening a bottle of Coke. And, and they're replacing, um, high fruit, uh, um, corn syrup with happiness, <laughs> but, but that's how they're selling it. And right. again, it's all about that emotional connection. And, and I share that as an example because it is extremely difficult to do, but it is doable. And okay. when you're able to achieve it, you will have great success in being able to communicate a message. Oh my goodness. That's what I've been missing out all of my life. When I've had those rough days, why didn't I think to just go and get a Coke and that would make everything better? <laughs> wow. I, I missed out on that. Well, hey, it's time for us to take our last break, Jonathan. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Jonathan Pleska, and we'll talk to you in just a few moments. Stay tuned. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24 7. It's in the home, it's on the go, it's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust. Changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest is Jonathan Pleska. And, John, Jonathan, we have uh, probably about six minutes left. Uh, but I, I had this question. I've heard this thing called brand collateral. What is brand collateral, and how does it add to the experience of the overall brand? Well, brand collateral are all of the other pieces that have to do with the initial foundation of your brand and identity. And when, when mentioning that, as I said earlier in the conversation is, you know, beyond the fact of how it looks, how it communicates, how it feels is all tied in together of the success of converting a, 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 a potential client into a long-term client. And, if you're able to have everything telling a consistent message, a, a, um, having a unique tone, it'll create an idea that I, I like to call brand trust. And with brand trust, you're able to gain more followers because your message and your stance is consistent. Okay. Okay. So brand collateral, I got you. And, you know, we, when you were doing the project with me, we looked at various types of, uh, fonts and typefaces to determine which was going to help us get my message out. So how can typefaces make or break your message when communicating to a a specific audience? Well, uh, one of the things I always like to explain to our clients and our future clients is the idea that each typeface has a voice and it's all about finding your type voice. What does it sound like? You know, is it is it a um, a very masculine, edgy sound? Is it more sophisticated? Is it upright? Is it is it fun? What is it? And whatever that voice is, we match a unique typeface to go with that voice to be the foundation of whether it's 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 the messaging or it has to do with the initial brand identity. Like for example, Quest Deck. When we worked on Quest Deck. Nobody has that typeface. We designed a unique and special typeface just for Quest Deck to be able to explain and, and, and create that story that you're wanting to tell. And um, <clears throat> if, if you don't know more about Quest Deck, you really need to reach out to Ty because it's, it's an amazing product. And, um, and I, I know he'll definitely agree with me on that one. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, and 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 that was interesting, and and with with you guys will hear more about Quest Deck in in the weeks to come. If you're curious, you can go to questdeck.com. That's Q U E S T D as in Delta E C K questdeck.com, and that's a revolutionary tool to help you quickly 
assess, and I uncover the needs of your customers to help you better serve them. And I've had customers that have been using that in their sales teams for years now, and it has improved their margins. It's, it's uh, increased the sales um, cycle. It has reduced the sales cycle, and their profitability has gone up exponentially because they are, they better understand the customer. And, and, and by the way, that was what Jonathan helped me work on, developing the actual uh, font for that and everything and how it was going to look. So, uh, And your attention to detail was, was amazing on that. Uh, do you have any other examples of, of typefaces? That's a great one because I lived that. But uh, you, any other examples about that? Are you talking about any other examples of typefaces that we've created, or are you yes. asking? Uh, or how it can it can really make or break a message? Oh, well, the best one that I can uh, that I can really relate to is I see, um, you know, even in schools, for example, I see a lot of teachers using religiously Comic Sans, and no matter what grade. It is. I, I see them using Comic Sans just because it's it's a cutesy font. It's supposed to be fun, but it it doesn't communicate to to the specific audience of that age group. Maybe along the lines of like uh, kindergarten, but not not in the sense of like a, a, a high school or a or a, um, a middle school area. But as I said, you know, a a typeface can really make or break the initial voice of the brand identity that you're wanting to build. So whether it's you know, to give you an example, you know, um, serifs and, and I don't know if serifs are uh, really good typeface families of, of for higher end pieces, a uh, really good example of that Trajan pro, you see a lot of Trajan pro on uh, many different pieces that have to do with, with, uh, with high end, um, Apple, Apple's another, it's another really good, uh, example of using a high end typeface, which is Apple Garamond. Uh, but those are just a couple examples of how a typeface can really set things off. Um, Disney is, that's a fully custom design. You know, nobody else uses that unless it's for a, um, a personal use. Uh, but on a marketing standpoint, you know, Disney created their own typeface from the get-go. But I know they're also fans of using Futura since I've worked on a, a lot of their pieces um, back at, at the last agency I, I worked with. So... Okay. Okay. Well, you know, the the hour just went flew by, and I can't believe it's it's time for us to end. But you know, I, you do a remarkable work. I, I know you're passionate about what you do, and your your focus is customer centric. How can the, my audience get in touch with you if they have additional questions? If they want to talk to you about the possibility of you helping their organization, how what are some ways for them to connect with you? Well, as I said um, in the be- or as you introduced me in the beginning, as um, I'm the the owner of a company called Geared Agency, and we are a full service design agency where ideas move. So, if you have a brand idea, if you have a marketing idea, if you have a website idea, a product idea, we want to speak to you. And uh, the best way to get a hold of us is if you go to GearedAgency.com and schedule a consultation call with us. You can go directly on the site and scroll all the way down and, and click the box to schedule a consultation call. And it links, us, uh, links you directly to our consultation calendar. 
Uh, you can reach us that way. If you want to reach me directly, uh, just go to, just email me at Jonathan at geardagency.com. And that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N at geardagency.com. Excellent. Hey, Jonathan, thanks again for being on the show. And, and rest assured, we're going to have you back again in the future sometime because you're just a tremendous wealth of information. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, thank you for listening. We are growing by leaps and bounds and every, every week. And, and if you like what you heard, please visit the rest of our shows. We have an archive full of shows on every type of topic. If it has to do with sales or growing your business, from negotiation strategies and tactics, presentation skills, customer service, new business development, we have it. And we also have training programs, uh, workshops on any of those topics as well. If you're interested in taking your sales team to the next level, give us a call. And I can be reached at Ty at TyManerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E. M-A-N-E-R group.com or you can give us a call at 888-605-1040 and our goal is to help you in your quest to be the best. If you're an individual and you don't have a sales manager that can hire me for the team but you know that you need to elevate your skills, I do a tremendous amount of coaching and I have helped people just hit their numbers and just grow business with one-on-one coaching. And you can use the exact same number and email to reach me. Our goal is to help you make a difference with your clients because if you make a difference, we know the dollars will come. So thanks again for listening and tell other people about the show. And in the meantime, we'll talk to you next week. But in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Something.